Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony. Let's dive into some great music. But first, a warning. We're about to enter the lean and stark world of the string quartet. I'm going to make a sweeping generalisation and say that there are two kinds of string quartet. The first is the, oh how lovely, types that you might hear at a bit fancy wedding or a garden party, playing quietly inoffensive music under the babble and chatter of the conversation. And on the other side you have the very serious business of quartets, a kind of mountain range of the classical music world, where the pieces are often considered the pinnacles of composers' achievements, alongside symphonies and opera, but somehow harder. With only the four string instruments, two violins, a cello, and the viola, which sits between them in terms of size, note range and tone, there's a very limited palette. The writer can't reach for another instrument to add a different colour or texture to the sound when they get to a dead end, so they have to work harder to find that colour from these four players. For the performer, there's only one of you on each line, and there's nowhere to hide. String players have to find each note every time with their fingers, so there's lots of room for slight inaccuracy, especially in fast music. In an orchestra, there might be 8, 16 or even more playing a single violin line, and there's safety in numbers, and that margin of error disappears into the general sound, and actually can enhance it. In a quartet, it's just you, and if your friends and colleagues hear where a note lies slightly differently to you, then the whole thing sounds out of tune. So quartets are risky, dangerous, exposed, a four-person high-wire act. Symphonies, operas and orchestral music are public statements, sometimes big public statements. By definition, the quartet is more intimate, and it's this intimacy, together with that limited palette that requires composers to give of their best, and the exposure and risk, that means it's often where composers leave their deepest rawest thoughts and feelings. And of course, it's music, and they don't tell you what those thoughts are. But we listen, and we hear them, and we feel them too. Which is what makes string quartets really good. We're going to listen to the quartet in one movement by one of the first great American composers, Amy Beach. Beach had been a child prodigy and a promising concert pianist, performing concertos with the great Boston Symphony Orchestra when she was only 16, in the 1880s. And then at aged 18, she married the Boston doctor, Henry Beach. Boston society had a self-styled elite group of families. They even called themselves Brahmins, after the highest Indian caste. Strange but true. And their legacy kind of rumbles on in New England even today. As a high society wife, there was no question of Amy Beach continuing to perform in public as a career. As she said later in life, her husband was old-fashioned. He thought that wives should be supported by their husbands. She means financially, I think, but it seems he was supportive and encouraged her move from public performance, though she did still do a couple of concerts for charity every year, into writing music seriously. And she did well, writing over 300 works, having many published and many performed more than once, including a symphony which was the first American symphony written by a woman. There's even the suggestion that her royalties from publication 
helped keep the family's financial wheels on the track, as her husband's income wasn't actually covering all the costs. Henry, who was 25 years older than Amy, died in 1910, when Amy would be around 43. And that was followed soon after by the death of her mother. And she found that she was able to move away from this somewhat restricted society in Boston. And she spent three years in Europe, only returning because of the First World War. She restarted performing and teaching too, particularly supporting young women composers. Amy had had to be largely self-taught, except for a year, and that was when she was 13. The string quartet we're going to listen to wasn't a hugely successful piece, wasn't published actually, but it is one of her best. It's a late work, written in the late 1920s, and finished in Italy. If you've listened to episode 70 of Cacophony, on Respighi's Roman festivals, that was one of the pieces that Amy Beach saw performed on this trip. She thought it superbly brilliant, quite right too. The quartet's about 13 minutes long and has three, maybe four sections in a kind of arch. Slow and intimate at the beginning, leading into a faster section that begins agitated, becomes more lyrical, perhaps happier, before returning to the agitation and eventually arriving at the quiet state of the opening and a final but maybe still restless resolution. One of the great things about quartets is that it's quite easy to pick out the four lines of musical argument which means you can follow the discussion as lines are passed from player to player and embellished or altered and chucked back again. And Beach makes her musical argument out of just three tunes, essentially, a very small amount of actual material. And she's borrowed these tunes from songs that she'd written, which were in turn based on Inuit or Eskimo songs. I think this shows that somehow, like a lot of other composers, she was trying to capture in some way the spirit of North America. This is a piece that's heartfelt and dramatic, as well as being taut and focused. It feels physical and raw at times, maybe imbued with grief. There's nothing wasted, no excess. It's lean and modern sounding for the 20s, very different to the heavily romantic pieces with which she'd made her name. I really like it. It leaves me feeling like we've been on a journey of exploration. Sometimes tricky and turbulent, but ending in an uneasy calm. It's music that's taken us somewhere. And it's a really good introduction into that lean, mean world of the string quartet. I hope you enjoy it. Click on the links in the show notes and have a listen. I really want to know what you think about it, so please give us a comment at cacophonyonline.com or via the Facebook or Twitter pages. Please subscribe to and share the podcast. And if you really like Cacophony and want to support it, you can leave us a tip. There's a link for that too. Come back for more next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>